what's up, everybody? It is the Flex Talk Podcast. I'm Lex and the B-Man, Brian. Brian's here with me. Brian, how you doing today? Lex, I am doing great today. Excited for today's podcast. Always great when we have a guest in the house and we have ourselves a guest today. I think this is going to be a great conversation. Awesome, awesome. So our guest speaker is one of my good friends here, Colton Bradle. Um, Colton, thanks for being with us today. How you doing, man? Thank you for having me, man. Happy Friday. Yeah, it's a great day. Friday is always the best day, right? No, no, no. Monday. Monday is the best day because we get to start a new work week. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. So, Colton, why don't you tell listeners a little bit about what you do and then what makes you so interesting enough to have you on the podcast today? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on this beautiful negative three day. I'm staying warm. Uh, so, yeah, Lex, you and I have known each other for about, what, 15, 16 years now? Yeah, yeah, somewhere around that. Uh, got, got quite the uh, quite, quite the tenure in, in sales. We met selling cars at none other than CarMax. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've kept in touch ever since. Lex is my best man, and uh, I look at him as my best friend. So we've, we've got a lot of history together. And uh, I spent about 10 years in, in some pretty random niche uh, technical industrial spaces, my career. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll bore your audience. I won't bore your audience <laughs> with the details here. But uh, I recently pivoted uh, by day for my uh, professional work and uh, actually work for a local human capital provider. And uh, when people ask what I do, you know, I, I tell them that, uh, you know, I, I help business owners with a product or a service rather that they didn't even know they need. Uh, and that, that usually is enough to, uh, to pique an interest. Uh, so uh, that's what I do by day. But, um, you know, outside of the, the eight to five is, uh, you know, I, I, I really have a lot of interest in, in personal finance. Um, finance is, my opinion, is one of those, those pillars that you need to a healthy and successful life. Um, your fitness, both your, your spiritual, your financial, uh, it, it all, all goes hand in hand. That's great stuff, man. Great stuff. So the reason why I have you on the show today, it really chimes into our wellness, lifestyle, and uh, the, the whole fitness aspect to all this. Like you said, fitness is not only just working your body, it's also working your mind and your soul. So I wanted to bring you in today to talk about things that we would tell our younger self if we had an opportunity to do so. So, you know, you always hear those things, things that I would actually tell myself if I was only younger and smarter to tell myself, stop doing this so I can have a better, more fruitful time when I'm older. So we're going to kick it off. Brian, I know you have a lot of great questions for our guests today. So why don't you kick it off here today and uh, see what we come along with. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the one thing that I want to start with is I'm very interested. Um, we, we talked a little bit before the podcast started today, and, and you gave me kind of your little elevator pitch on what you tell people when people ask what you do. And I think it's really good. It gets people like interested in, in your job. When you look back um, before you you know started this new career, this pivot, and you look at your sales career, when you think about it, what have you learned along the way? If you could go back and tell your younger self when it came to sales, how did you used to approach kind of the profession of selling and how have you changed things? How have you matured? Like Lex said, what are those things you would go back and coach yourself on if you could go back into time? I'm very curious on that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Brian. I, you know, I, I think one of the, the biggest lessons that I ever, uh, that I learned at an early age um, thanks to a couple couple good mentors, um, what was twofold. Number one, um, I, can I say ass on the on the podcast? Is that, is that acceptable? Yes, you can. You I, are I can, allowed. You are allowed. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> Average age is over thirty. <laughs> that's, that's your demographic. All right. All right. Uh, so the mantra: kick your own ass 
or someone else will. Uh, that was something that I learned in my early 20s. Um, Jeffrey Gittimer, King of Sales, for those not familiar with the name, uh, he's got the little book series, uh, Little Black Book of Connections, Little Red Book of Sales. And in the Little Red Book, that was a, um, you know, a, a, a mantra, if you would, of something that, that I picked up right away. And it could not be more true, whether it's, it's maybe you're in, in high school, you're in college, you're just starting your career, you're in the, the peak of your career, no matter the time, um, that was something that I learned and try to continue to, um, to, to deploy in, in my everyday life is you got to push yourself. And if you don't, someone's probably going to do it for you. So essentially, you know, there are a lot of people, I think, that get into the profession of selling and think, you know, well, what can I really do? I'll just wait for the business to come to me. I'll throw out a couple leads, whatever. But <laughs> you're basically saying, hey, people that are successful at sales are, are go-getters. You know, maybe you'll reach out to a hundred people with your potential product and maybe five of them might call you back. Maybe two of them might book an appointment, but that's kind of the effort. That's what you're referring to when you say kicking your own ass. 100%. And, and something that I was reminded of actually in my, my current role, um, major, major credit and, and props to, you know, some of the, uh, the leadership and the, you know, leaders and the trainers, uh, at, um, at our org. One thing that I was reminded of that I could not agree more with is, um, are you an amateur seller or are you a professional? There's a lot of folks out there who, yeah, I, I'm in sales, I do sales. Are you really? Like, like, do you know your numbers? It's no different than an athlete. What's your batting average? What's your free throw percentage? Do you know those numbers, right? Um, if you don't know your close rate, your conversion, whatever your business is, that you're in, you've got your, your top of the funnel and then you're gonna move that prospect through the, through the cycle, right? And, and if you don't know the likelihood of taking it to the next stage and then be able to reverse engineer whatever your goal is, whether it's a million dollars, $10 million, whatever the thing is that you're trying to achieve, do you know how to reverse engineer it? If you don't, you probably have some work to do. So we talk about our younger selves and we talk about what we need to tell ourselves what, what, to make our lives better, right? And everybody's different. So I'm a very big advocate on fitness and health. And obviously I'm a personal trainer. I've been doing this for 16 plus years now. Um, my big advocate to the lifestyle of others is just stay fit. Stay fit as, as much as you can, because if you start when you're younger, it's going to be much easier to handle yourself when you're older rather than starting when you're 50 or 60 years old. So what would you tell somebody who's uh, just dabbling into investing and uh, setting, a lot, mm -hmm. setting aside finances? and trying to make uh, the best life for themselves and their families as they continue to get older, what would you, what kind of muscles would you flex in, in that respect? Absolutely. I, th I think that's really well said. You, you said something there, Lex, that I think is applicable to, um, you know, so many aspects of life of starting early. And it's certainly applicable to, you know, a financially healthy life uh, and lifestyle is no matter how young you are, no matter how much in debt you might be today, start, start today, like right now. Don't start tomorrow, don't start next week, um, just start, right? That's how, you, that's how you start a fitness journey. You have to walk into the gym, you have to actually start that process. Um, if, you, if, you, if you're just frozen and you don't take action, nothing's gonna change, right? And um, so I, I think that's something that I was reminded of Early on, um, I was I was really fortunate to to have my my dad, my father back in the day, who um, helped me. He basically matched me dollar for dollar when I was eighteen. 
Um, he challenged me. I took him up on it. I started my Roth. Uh, this would have been uh, right before the 07, 08 crash. And uh, I never looked back. I kept doing it. Um, and I kept doing the little things over and over and over. And one of the things that, again, to the the theme here today is, is you know, what would you tell your younger self? And, and you know, kind of word, words of encouragement is even though it doesn't seem like you're making the right move or the move isn't being impactful today, uh, just know that when you do the right thing compounded over and over, it's going to yield the result that you want in the long term. And I think a lot of people, when they want to get into investing, you know, this is a lifestyle podcast, so we want to focus on, um, you know, thinking about the future and, you know, not just looking at investing as a way to just make money, but really set ourselves up for for life so we can enjoy a great life. Mm -hmm. Have you found that a lot of people fail to get started and take that first step in investing because they feel it's too complicated and they have some kind of a fear that prevents them from wanting to look into it? They feel like they're not smart enough to do it, so then they just freeze, like you said, and they just go, well, I'm not, I don't understand all this 401k stuff. I don't know what compounding is. I don't even know what interest means. I don't know what any of this is. What what do you think freezes people from taking that, that action? Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. 401 what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, I I think it's, I think it's an education piece or or lack thereof. Um, I I definitely think it's a a fear, um, fear of failure, fear of, um, fear of the unknown. You know, you look back over, better part of the last 10 years, what do people remember? People remember bad things. They remember crashes. They remember what happened in March of 2020. They remember what happened in 08, 09. And that drives their decision-making. And there's a, uh, I'm going to paraphrase this statistic, but something to the effect of if you try to time the market, and that means without getting too too technical, trying to go in and out and, and think you're making the right moves and buy stocks and all that. If you miss just the top one or two best days of the year in the market because you think you're timing it, you're going to lose out on over the course of like your 30, 35 year investing career, you're going to lose out on potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars of of gains. (laughs) You're going to lose out on hundreds of gains, hundreds of thousands of gains because of that, um, you know, missing out on taking advantage of that. Yeah. And I think that's really, really telling to think about that. But I think something that you said really stuck with me, which is, you know, you started when you were young. It sounds like you had some really, really good guidance. You had some some mentorship, it seems like early on. But even somebody that maybe doesn't have that initial mentorship, somebody that like a dad that's willing to match them dollar for dollar and help them get like a Roth going and things. um, I still feel like people can make mistakes along the way. And I feel like every year that you continue learning about investing and making making decisions, at least if you're doing something, eventually over 10 years, 15 years, like you said, you're going to figure it out eventually, right? I mean, like you said, it's better than just not doing anything. I'm sure there's some things you wish you could go back and go, ah, I wouldn't have put my money there. I wouldn't have done that. But I'm sure you learned a lot as a result. Would you say that's kind of accurate? Oh, absolutely. I've, I've had plenty of, plenty of failures over, over my personal and professional career. Uh, I, you know, I'm reminded of, you know, there's, there's no such thing as losing, right? There's only winning and learning. And, um, this is something that I remind myself every day and, you know, people that I get to mentor is, is fail forward, fail fast and fail often. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. So 
I didn't get started investing until I was later in my 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 upper twenties, uh, lower thirties. I just didn't know enough about it. I thought it was kind of uh, intimidating the whole investing thing. You hear about the stock market crashes. I was like, I don't want to lose my hundred bucks when I'm going out in the bars. <laughs> I want to just I just want to go drink. So I, you know, those obviously priorities have changed when I built a family and and things are different now. So uh, investing is just something regularly that you do that's a, a little bit more responsible as you get older into adulthood. So what would you say to somebody that has no idea about investing, has no idea how to get started, has has still not invested into their 40s and their 50s. And is it too late? What can I do today uh, that's simple? Can you simplify it for our listeners to say, hey, what can I do to invest five, 10, 100 bucks of my paycheck? Uh, is it important? And, you know, what do I look for and who do I go to? You know, simplify it for the listeners. Absolutely. And, you know, again, whether you're 25, 35, 45, you know, there is no you know, Goldilocks time to start. Time is right now. That might sound cliche, but but it's true. Start right now. And if you're having a little bit of doubts or concerns on where and how, I mean, guys, it's 2023. We have these little things in our hands that cost a lot of money. And instead of surfing TikTok and Facebook, put it to work, right? Go YouTube. Instead of spending an hour every night, uh, you know, scrolling the gram, Go, go look that up. Go look how to start. And I'll even I'll even put a couple prompts out there. Uh, Acorns is one. Um, Robinhood is another. These are very, very heavily used and trusted, um, you know, consumer apps. Um, go check those out. You know, those are those are examples of ways that you can get your feet wet into the industry without taking, you know, huge dollar amounts, uh, you know, to, to get started. And then again, it's a lifestyle. Like Lex said, you know, are you putting the effort and the attention into your into your money right and i was always told just set aside a decent amount of your page what would you say a certain percentage of somebody who's obviously the age matters of how much you're investing of your paycheck what would you say is a decent amount of somebody to invest safely into a roth ira or some other type of investments how much percentage of a paycheck would you recommend sure that that is the million dollar question and you know you're right it does vary on age it varies on your income your lifestyle the lifestyle that you want in retirement um, do you have kids? Are you saving for uh, for college or, or whatever the case may be? If, if, if you don't have kids, you and your spouse, and you never plan to have children, you know, that might change how that answer is or, or what your plans are. That's why having a financial advisor can be so, so impactful to your, your financial uh, success. The, the textbook answer that if you were to, you know, web search that, look that up, you're going to see anywhere from probably probably like high high single digits eight nine percent for you know guys like us um, if you're a little older maybe you're like a gen gen x or gen y um you know maybe you, hey 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 there's some older listeners here man <laughs> <laughs> you know maybe you're at like 12 or 13 you need yeah. to be 12 or 13 to hit that that target uh that target number that you want when you hit retirement what would you say is a good number to retire with uh, it's, what should people shoot for it, obviously, everybody's lifestyle is different. It's a very general question. So, what would you say? Uh, I've always heard like about a, you need about a million and a half yeah. uh, to, to retire safely around 65, 70. Obviously, we don't want to wait till we get to that age of appropriateness. But um, what would you say is a good number to retire at? What, something that the family should shoot for? Yeah, I think you know for for the longest time, I've always heard and read a million dollars, and then it's been closer to maybe one point five. Uh, I don't know. After the last maybe year or two since, since COVID, I think yeah. things have changed. I think that number is probably a little low at the rate that we're going. Uh, you've probably heard about inflation in the news. Uh, it's continuing to run, run red hot. 
And, um, you know, that's, that's going to change people's financials futures. And, um, you know, I, I think to that point though, um, again, without going too far down, a a single road here with investing, I think it speaks to being diversified. So for whatever dollar that you're putting in, right, don't put all on one, you know, the old adage, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So sure. diversify it, maybe put a little bit into some ultra risky assets. Everybody's starting to hear about crypto, right? So maybe you take 10 cents, 15 cents of that dollar, and you put it into something that could absolutely explode. But then you make sure to put the majority of what you have because you don't want to lose it. GameStop, right? Oh, put it all on GameStop and AMC. Put it all on GameStop. If, you, if you've been away from the news for the last year, you probably heard that. So, no, that's you, you, it's, you, didn't, you didn't put all your. It's good. It's great. GameStop? I wouldn't be here then, man. I'd be on a beach somewhere. So, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good information. I think it's useful for the listeners to really uh, take a listen to what Colton's saying and then really invest in themselves. Uh, and again, we repeat ourselves that it is never too late to get started. Absolutely. And by the way, for any listeners listening right now, we are not giving uh, advice to go buy GameStop right now. So please don't sue Lex or uh, come back and try to try to get us. Uh, hopefully nobody from the uh, the FTC is listening or anything. Um, you know, Lex and I, we always talk about the power of of compounding in, in a lot of things. So when it comes to fitness, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, just going for a walk every day, even though that's something small, if you're somebody who's obese, you're overweight, even just taking that little action over over the course of time will continue to get better. Um, can you talk about just for us the importance of compounding and just, you know, especially in the financial space, how that affects, you know, even just making little, little decisions going forward and, and putting in little amounts of money going forward. How big of a deal is that? Um, and, and how does that affect going over time? You know what? I That's a really good point. And I'm I'm going to share something from uh, from Simon Sinek, actually. So you talk about the power of the little things. OK. He one of my favorite clips was from him. If you if you if you web search Simon Sinek, do you love your wife? Super impactful, uh, you know, four or five minute uh, clip. And he talks about the power of doing the little things, the right thing day by day. OK. And he asked, do you love your wife? OK, well, show it. Prove it to me. What was the day, what was the time that you knew you loved her, that you that she loved you? And then how do you show it? Well, honey, I bought you flowers on your birthday. The rest should be history, right? Well, no, it's a daily activity. You're, you're talking about himself. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing you're doing those little things day by day. And then, you know, go on, move on to your something as simple as your teeth. Do you, do you just brush your teeth twice a year before the dentist? You're probably gonna have some problems. No, you do it every day, hopefully twice a day for two minutes. Just because you brushed them once, you're not going to see a result, but you do it over and over. It's that compounding that yields the results. Same thing with fitness. I, uh, <clears throat> I I'm probably gonna I'm gonna make a confession. Yes, tell me about fitness. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have a, a little bit of work there to do. But wh- one of the things that that I am so conscious of is at least those little things. Yeah, I don't hit the gym as often as I should, or at all. Uh, however, however, it's a fitness podcast. It's a fitness podcast. We can edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I am so, so, um, uh, diligent about every day, I have time blocked on my calendar. This is another professional, you know, uh, encouragement that I would give myself and anyone listening is if you're having trouble with, with getting, getting anything started or, or allocating time, time block it, time block it, put it on your Google calendar, put it on your outlook calendar at work. Every day from 12 to 1230, I have time blocked out 
to get up, stand up, go walk. Maybe not today when it's negative three, but I'm going to get up and walk every single day. And when I used to not be at home, I would walk around the, you know, the business park every single day because that was important to my health. That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. I mean, this is platinum grade A stuff here. So hopefully you guys are really ingesting this stuff and really uh, taking it to heart and really start applying it to your daily life. Now, financial side is obviously a huge pillar of wellness and, and a great lifestyle. Now, Brian, I wanted to really touch base with you on uh, the importance of communication, interpersonal communications, business networks and contacts. And you guys can have a discussion about that. And we can all have a discussion about what you've learned uh, along your way and things that you would tell your younger self. Um, what's something that you wanted to tell the listeners about things that you've learned along the way? Uh, things, obviously, we can summarize it in, in a few minutes here. But, uh, you know, something that you think, Felix, is important and that, that people should know. Yeah, I think it's a good question. So I know for me, working in sales, one big realization that I've come to over the years is just the importance of connecting with people. And I feel like that is such an important part to influence people is your ability to, to connect with them. And I think you, you've got kind of two different ways to look at it. You can communicate with people, which is more just kind of your, your, your words, your actions, your tonality, things like that. Mm -hmm. But then you also can take it to the next step, which is how do I connect with this person? And when you have the ability to connect with people, that gives you the ability to influence people. And then when that comes to sales, when that comes to leadership, that's very important. That definitely took me a long time to realize is, you know, when people come in and let's say, um, so I work in a, in a pretty big fitness facility. When people come in for tours, they're interested in joining. Um, it, it's fun for me to, to really focus on how can I connect with this person? Because if I can do that, that's going to open the door for them to even want to consider buying here. Um, it's not just about the product. It's not just about the treadmills we have. It's it's the ability, you know, do they feel like they're, they're here and they're special people here? Like they feel like they're being surrounded by one wonderful people, the energy's good. That makes a big part of uh, somebody making that decision to buy. Um, so I wanted to ask you this, actually. How would you say your sales skills when it comes to, you know, you, what you've learned over the years, how does that not only affect your job, but how has it affected your life in general, your ability to sell people on your ideas, on your thoughts, on, you know, be, how, how your ability to influence people? How has that affected your life in a positive way? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think that, that that is so, so important, not just not just in your professional life. Right. But but at home, um, you know, every you know, in all aspects of your life, that's so important to ultimately what I'm hearing you describe, Brian, is to build trust build confidence, build rapport. Um, I think so many of us, especially early on in our careers, whether it be sales or, or any other, um, you know, B2B, B2C, any customer facing uh, opportunity, you are so, so just, just laser focused on closing that conversation, right? Closing that deal, moving on to the next one. And you focus on the number, but you don't focus on the process and, and the relationship and, and what it takes to get that number. And so again, you've heard me say reverse engineer earlier in the, the podcast, and I'll say that again, reverse engineer the outcome that you want and what it takes to get there and what it takes to close that deal or build that, you know, that conversation is the relationship first, you know, get to know that person, the old cliche of, of people buy from people couldn't be more true. So do you really know that person maybe on your team or, or the prospect? Do they have a wife or husband? What's their name? Do they have kids? What do they do for fun? Ultimately, what's their why? 
Figure awesome. that out. Yeah, that, that's great. We always talk about the why in whatever we do, whether it's fitness, whether it's lifestyle or wellness. You gotta figure out the why, it's gonna make you more passionate about what you're doing. So Brian, if you could summarize what you would tell your younger self, what would that be? And what would you tell the, the, the younger listeners to say, hey, get out there and do this because it's gonna make your life more meaningful and more productive. Yeah, I would say um, I would go back to just learning how to connect with people and be a likable person. Um, I think, uh, you know, we can all go back to uh, Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people like your ability to connect with people is literally everything, which which correlates to your ability to influence. Your ability to influence can control a nation. It can make people buy a pot or a pan. It can save a relationship. So if I could go back in time, it wouldn't be focusing on if I'm selling somebody It's not or selling my idea. It's not so much on what I'm selling. It's the why behind why I'm selling it, understanding why the person, why this is a good fit for them. I would focus a little bit more on that. I was so focused on, okay, if, you know, for the sales process, you know, we got to, you know, figure out these five things, get answers to these five things. And then if we ask them these questions and they give us yeses to these questions, then they're going to join. Then we can ask for the sale. And I don't do that as much anymore. Now it's more about, I'm trying to make a friend. I'm trying to have this person be my friend. And I found when that happens, it's more sincere and people let their guards down. And now they're more likely to want to do business with you. And this isn't just selling, you know, what I do for work. This is selling your ideas. This is selling everything in your life is your ability to connect with people. So if I could go back 10 years, 15 years, that's exactly what I would focus on is, is something like that. Yeah, I, I would agree completely, Brian. You know, it's it's the um, it's the the relationship, the why behind the why. When you figure that out, you're going to be more successful, not just not just in work, but but in your your everyday life. That's awesome. Yeah. So then, and then to top this all off is the fitness aspect. It's something that I obviously am familiar with. Um, and so you, you tap into each one of these pillars, uh, networking, business communications, building relationships, understanding the why, setting your personal finances up for success. Uh, we have to get the health, the, the mind and body tuned in to really live this more productive life uh, that we want for ourselves. So I'm always a big advocate of getting started early. I mentioned that in the beginning of the podcast, learning how to work out more efficiently, uh, learning how to be healthier, eat healthier, and have a healthier approach to your daily life, taking your multivitamins, uh, working out and walking. I know Brian said just getting started with walking is going to be super essential to your health and fitness goals. Now, you mentioned that you don't work out much, and uh, we always talk about motivation and, and inspiring everybody to try to get out there and do something. So based on this podcast, do you feel like you've, you've been influenced enough to start working out and, and doing something a little bit healthier for yourself? Uh, you know, thank you for putting me on blast there with, <laughs> with all your listeners. I, I, I guess it'll depend on what kind of follow up comes from from this this podcast. Yeah, everything is all about action, right? We talk about the why we talk about taking action. And I think it's great that I'm ending on the fitness side of things because we want to make sure that you're influencing those other around you. As Brian was saying, building those relationships, understanding that you can have a partner to work out with that's going to motivate you and inspire you. And again, it all comes down to investing in the right gym. And that talks about the money aspect investing in the right trainer or the right facility to get you to your goals and all of it together as we piece this together is going to help us live our best life. So that's staying physical, that's staying on top of our mental game, our emotional game, and also staying on top of our finances. You don't want to be broke. You don't want to be weak and you don't want to be in the corner alone. And that's what we're trying to tell you not to do. So would you agree, Colton? Do you, do you agree with those pillars of success? I couldn't have said it better. 
Awesome, man. So, Brian, do you agree with the pillars of success? And what other thing can you input here to uh, help motivate our listeners to get started investing, talking to people, building relationships and start working out? Yeah, I think the big message today, uh, which I I think we touched on a lot of great points today, but most importantly, just get started and do something like you said earlier. Um, There was a a mentor of mine that said, jump and build your wings on the way down. I love that that phrase. Like, we'll figure it out as I'm falling to the ground. I'm going to have to figure out how to to build something so I can fly so I don't die. That's kind of a a, a kind of a nice way to look at it in a sense. Like, let's figure it out along the way. And we don't have to have all the answers. So if you're looking at starting an exercise program, you're looking at investing, whatever the case is, just do something, get going, start walking, start putting a little money away each month, whatever the, whatever the goal is, just do something and get started. I couldn't agree more when you said that. That's great stuff. A lot of good stuff today. I hope you've really digested all the information that we've given you today on building uh, these pillars of success and wellness and lifestyle and fitness. I know we talk a lot about about building your best self when it comes to fitness, Brian and I, um, and Colton, uh, just a tremendous uh, opportunity to interview this guy today. So uh, uh, hopefully he really dialed in on getting your finances together. And I know 30 minutes isn't a lot of time, but uh, it really helps focus on, you know, what we can do to improve ourselves and our lifestyle, just that 1% more. So Colton, in closing, um, is there anything that you wanted to ask us? Is there anything that you had uh, a question about? Uh, I know you stay up at night thinking about this stuff of questions to ask these famous podcasters. Now is your chance, man. (laughs) Nice, man. I like it. I like the uh, the famous podcaster piece. So, you know what? I, it's true. I, I, there is one thing that I think, you know, I'd, I'd love for you to speak to a little bit, Lex, and I think your listeners would appreciate. So, for anyone who might be new to the podcast, you're new to, to you know, to, to Lex, um, one thing that I admire about him is is the fact that you took a pretty big risk. Um, how many years has it been now with the gym? Almost seven, man. Wow, I feel old. So, seven years ago, um, you took a big risk and you were doing okay, right? Making, making decent, decent money in a, in a, did okay, you know, in the, in the gym, uh, physical fitness space and, you know, personal training and, but you were working for someone else. You were supporting someone else's dream ultimately. Um, could you, you know, speak to a little bit like how, how did you, how did you make that transition? I look at myself as a entrepreneur. I approach what I do by day with a very entrepreneurial mindset. I treat it as if it were my own that's what motivates me to do the very best that I can. But make no mistake about it, at the end of the day, it's not my own. I'm working for someone else, at least for right now. It's not myself. You made that jump. You know, walk me through like what kind of feelings you had when you did that. What were some of the hurdles and how did you overcome any of those 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 fears in that process? Terrified. Absolutely <laughs> terrified. I was actually let go from my job. So I was forced into the position where I had to make a change for my family and myself. And I, I think with, with the support uh, my girlfriend and the support of my family, you really have to make a jump because nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Uh, you know, after that fact, you know, people feel bad that it happened, but you know, ultimately they have to go to their jobs the next day and they're not going to feel sorry for you anymore. So you're responsible for, for handling how, how you handle things. And, uh, for me at that time, I really had to figure out, you know, what I was going to do to support my family and we had to figure it out. Um, so, uh, 
the girlfriend went to work for a little bit while I got my stuff together, got the business, dusted off the old business plan, and 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 she was supportive for those couple months while I got motivated up and running, uh, finding a building. I mean, to summarize it, you find a building, uh, find the right landlord, and really focus on what you're going to do for the next step. You don't know what's going to happen. In my mind, I I, I thought that. I was going to build a facility that was like Experience Fitness. I'd have lines all the way up, up and down Highway 100, but it's just not like that. Um, I opened the facility. I thought I got one call asking for directions to somewhere else. Um, they just didn't want to come here. And I had balloons, and it was all supposed to be successful, but it didn't turn out that way. It's, so wh- why'd you it, keep going? It's just one of the – you have to. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. I couldn't yeah. fail. Um, yeah. I had little yeah. people depending on me. I, I had a, a, a partially newborn. Um, I had a family depending on me to, to make sure I was successful. Um, you just you have to eat, right? Mm-hmm. You have to eat. And mm-hmm. if it's not this, it's going to be something else. And luckily that I was able to follow something I was passionate about and uh, I made it work through uh, the constant hours of grinding and making sure that I was keeping track of my leads and following up with those leads mm-hmm. and delivering fantastic results because you get the majority of your work from referrals. Mm-hmm. You don't do a good job with one person. Um, you know, they're not going to refer their family, their friends, their aunts, their family. So uh, you just keep delivering uh, fantastic results, keep building that that reputation within the community. And uh, people start to know who's the elite of the elite. And you get people that work at other gyms training with you here for you to understand uh, that you are the best in your industry. And you may not be, but you have to have that mindset to keep going. And you're the best. And, and I think that's how you stay at the cream of the crop, the elite of the elite and, and stay uh, in business for so long is that you have to be a dog, man. You have to get out there and, and do some of the dirty work. Sometimes I still clean toilets. I still mop floors. Uh, my son has been helping. So. Uh, it's just, it's good stuff, man. I could have a whole nother podcast about it again. So uh, that's a great question, man. That's outstanding, man. You, you um, probably to, to the, the things that I took away from that, that's that summary is, is surround yourself with the right people, supportive people, the right network, dig deep, be gritty, you know, find that grit and just, just keep going. Don't take no for an answer and don't take failure as a, as an outcome. Absolutely. So what's, what, what's the next step for you, Colton? What's the next step? Are you, are you looking for me to define my workout plan here? <laughs> you said this may not be the last step, man. So what, what's the next step? What's, what, what's going to be the next pillar of your success? Uh, you know, I, I think, again, I, I'm a little, uh, a little newer in the last year uh, in my, my current role, working, um, you know, working in the human, human capital space. And so that's, that's one thing that I'm most excited about is just being able to, to continue to sink my teeth into that role, into that industry, uh, being curious, continuing to, to learn on all aspects and, and ultimately help. Um, being able to help small businesses uh, is is just so so rewarding to me. That's awesome, man. So, if you've taken anything from this podcast, it's uh, never stand still. Uh, always, never be afraid of, of introducing yourself to new people, building new networks and new relationships, and get moving. Just get moving today, right now. Yes, right now, right now. Do a push up or two. And go invest and then go meet somebody new outside. So a lot of good stuff today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Colton. Uh, it, was, it was a pleasure to have you on and uh, great information. Yeah, just wanted to say thank you so much. I thought this was uh, an incredibly informative episode. I thought it was a fun discussion. And hopefully there's some people maybe downloading the Robinhood app right now. They're like all excited <laughs> listening to or whatever. And maybe like Lex said, there's some people doing some push-ups right now. And uh, so this is pretty exciting. So thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Anything else you want to say to the listeners before we sign off? Hey, guys. Again, thank you for having me. And again, don't buy AMC. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Non-disclosure. Non-disclosure. So thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you next week.